to Bench Boost Boys Game Week 11 forecast with me, Gav, and with me as always is Scott. How are you, Scott? Doing well, and you? I am okay, mate. I'm okay. Do we briefly need to talk about what did or didn't happen last week? Well, I farted. That's on Twitter. You can find that on one of our old tweets. At Bench Boost Boys. We we recorded an entire show and then we realised at the end that the SD card had failed. And it's just taken us an hour to set this recording up Mm -hmm. because the SD card is still fucked. So, Sorry about that. I, I thought it was quite a good show from memory. Um, oh, it was the best show we've ever recorded. We'll never do another show like it. <laughs> and yeah, so go to uh, Bench Boost Boys on Twitter if you want to hear um, Scott farting. It was literally the only salvageable piece of audio from the entire recording. Hmm. Um, would have usually uh, been cut out, of course. Update though, uh, just on the Bench Boost Boys League in general. Yep. We should do that. Um, we do that at the start of every show anyway. Last week, uh, it was we we didn't get to put this episode out so I really want to mention that Dave Paxton was somewhere in the top 40 or something like, 25th like that. or 20th in the incredible. world incredible he has dropped down a little bit this this week he still sits atop the bench boost boys uh, league on 744 points he's so far ahead of me he's 140 ahead of me um, the top six hasn't changed uh, and Dave's still sitting very much at the top there's no other player on over 700 points within our league so well done Dave Dave is a king amongst men. And the code, if you want to join, if you haven't already, why haven't you? Q8ZM2S. Uh, Benchboostboys.club is the website. Uh, send us in some questions for the mailbag. We've got a, a tasty selection for later on in the show. Um, but let's get into how we got on in game week 10. Benchboostboys. Game week 10 is a wrap. How'd you get on, Scott? Got on uh, quite well, so slightly above the average. The average was 42. I scored 44. I did take a four-point hit, uh, but even looking at that, um, I came out on top. What I actually did, I made two transfers, obviously, to take the four-point hit. I bought out uh, Jack Grealish and Emmerich Laporte, Mm -hmm. um, both from Man City. I bought in Phil Foden um, for Grealish. Now, they both scored two points, so lost nothing there, Um, but Laporte ended up getting a red card and getting negative three, and Chilwell got uh, eight points. So uh, he, he got a clean sheet and two bonus points. So uh, a, a kind of a seven-point swing, if you take into account the negative four and the fact that there was 11 points difference between those two players. So It was a, it was a good move. Yeah. Other than other than Chilwell scoring eight, I, I only really had three other players that did well for me this week, um, and that includes Livramento, who I had actually benched um, for Mbwemo, who didn't play for Brentford. Uh, I had Ben White. I left him on the bench, so I didn't get his points, but I did get Salah's five points, and I captained him for 10. Uh, again, we count that as a, a good score in, traditionally on our show, so, you know, turning five into 10, that's that's a positive thing. Uh, and Rafinha got a goal and two bonus points for nine points. Blanks from Alexander-Arnold, Sanchez, Cancelo, uh, Foden, uh, Antonio Vardy, and Tony. But, um, you know, I, I guess probably in terms of mistakes, I didn't make too many. I probably would have always started Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo ahead of Ben White. Um and, you know, I kind of – I stole this from FPL General. I listened to his podcast the other day and he mentioned, you know, he's got, I think, Ramsdale and Foster and he said he'll never play Foster ahead of Ramsdale. Mm. Um, and I just thought, you know what, that's a fairly salient point. I have Foster as my backup goalkeeper. He's the cheaper option. 
A player like Sanchez, who I do have, yeah, he didn't score as many points as Foster, only one point difference, but he's probably going to be my set-and-forget goalkeeper for the season. So uh, even even with hindsight, I can't say I made too many mistakes. Um, and yeah, ended up with uh, 44 points in total, um, finished the game week rank of 3.8 million and an overall rank red arrow, which is frustrating because of, um, you know, obviously getting above the average, taking the four-point hit and going below the average, down to 822,000. So quite a few red arrows in a row for me, and I'm, I'm a little yeah. bit frustrated by that. Even the other day when I scored 80 points um, and it was you know 16 above the game week average, I still had a red arrow. So just not doing particularly well at the moment, but I'm going to kind of stick with my guns. Okay. This week I was bang on the game week average, 42 points. Um not too much of a dissimilar story to you. Uh, I only made the one transfer, and that was Firmino out, Jesus in. Thought I'd uh, roll the dice on Jesus. Um, only real performers for me were Chilwell, that clean sheet and two bonus points. Uh, Salah, same as you, turned five into ten. Uh, and then Rafinha with a goal and the two bonus points. Everywhere else was blanks. I did choose Foster over Sanchez, so I got that one extra point I just didn't fancy uh, Sanchez against Liverpool um, yeah so let down by Creswell Alexander Arnold Cancelo Townsend Son Jesus and Huang um, I did have Gallagher on the bench 13 points he got but as you pointed out to me after the uh, the match ended um, yeah I should have known that Crystal Palace were going to turn over Man City away yeah, well, Crystal Palace have always been the stronger side. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, you know, I think I actually make a comment later on in the podcast. Um, we'll have to record it first, obviously, um, <laughs> regarding the fact that there are a lot of managers that uh, regretfully let Gallagher left Gallagher on the bench because they're playing Man City. Oh. You expect him to not particularly not perform particularly well. So, well, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Also, slight bit of foreshadowing. We've got a mailbag question later which literally talks about this, about how you feel, what your mindset is, where your bias is at with regards to that kind of situation. That's a, that's, I mean, it's not, it's not a personal question. Like it's not asking me about the size of my cock is quite small. Uh, it's, it's, but it is a question where we can't answer that for anyone else when mm, it comes mm. to biases and things like that and Absolutely. how you feel. You know, I've, I've read so many tweets in the last probably three weeks where people are saying, and we're only, 10 games in now. Mm. That's it. FPL's done for me this year. I'm signing out. I just can't do it anymore. It's a long season. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, I look at it and I go, well, you know what? I've got 26, 28 more weeks to turn it around. Oh, I mean, look how long it took me last season to get into the top mill. And uh, it looked out of reach for a while. I plugged away and I got there. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, my game week rank, pretty poor, 4.3 mil. Um, in the Bench Boost Boys League, you're 17th now and I'm 20th. Uh, obviously, Dave Paxton's at the top. Uh, my overall rank, 974,000. I'm on 606 points. So only, you know, seven or so away from you. Um, so it's pretty tight. Uh, but yeah, a, a overall kind of forgetful week for me um, or forgettable week. Um, but mustn't dwell. So we'll, we'll soldier on and uh, we'll be back in a sec to talk about our watch list updates. Bench boss boys. Much happening on the watch list this week. Quite a few players removed, one more player added. So I've taken out uh, Townsend uh, for Everton. 
I think I took him out because I just think that there are a few better options around that price point at the moment, um, particularly the way Gallagher's playing, Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, taking off Alonso, I just think, obviously, Reese James, uh, Chilwell, those are the, the, the two wingbacks that I would kind of want in my team. Yeah. And if if I wasn't going to be going with a wingback, wing back, I'd be going with a centre-back and Rudiger. So I think there are enough Chelsea defenders for me to admire that Alonso doesn't have to be one of them. I've taken Chilwell off because I've brought him into my team. Yep. Firmino's come off because I think I put him in there because of a bit of recency bias <laughs> a little while ago when he scored that hat-trick. Uh, Phil Foden, he's come off as well because he's in my team. And I've taken off Mason Mount. I think couple of reasons for Mason Mount. I think he's picked up an injury. He has, yeah. Um, but on top of that, I think, again, I, I really only added him because of the hat-trick. And and secondly, I think, again... Uh, that, I'm, that I'm roulette? Not, well, yeah, I'm not really super keen on the Chelsea midfield. I think Chelsea defence is really where they're the strongest. So um, I might just uh, leave it at that. Uh, the only pl- player I've added is uh, Ramsdale for Arsenal. Yep. And again, he's probably going to stay on my watch list for a little while, but... Um, the reason I added him is because as an Arsenal fan and the fact that it was the early game, because we are recording in Australia, it was 9.30 on the Saturday night. I watched that whole game and Ramsdale played off his tits. It was incredible. He he uh, he looked like uh, he looked like the kind of goalkeeper that you would want in any in any team in the world in that game. Uh, he certainly did not look like the Ramsdale of Sheffield United yeah. um, that we, we came to know and, and love last season. He was dreadful. Um, and whether or not that was maybe just because of the, the, the players that were playing in front of him, but he has this confidence now and, and that really shone, shone through. So uh, players still on my watch list. I've got Saka from Arsenal and ESR as well. Uh, Malpay for Brighton. He's still on there. He's probably going to come off soon though, to be brutally honest. I've got Gallagher for Crystal Palace, Tierney for Arsenal, Damari Gray is still on there. I still think he's a, a, a good sort. Despite the fact that he's really only scored seven points in the last four games, I think Ismail Sarr still looks really dangerous. He plays a lot like Tony does. Uh, we've talked about that quite a bit. Reese James is still on my watch list. I didn't, you know, I don't have any plans to bring him in, but it's just hard to ignore the yeah. the, the damage he's doing um, to, to defences as well as how well Chelsea are keeping clean sheets. Uh, and again, that's the reason Rudiger's still on my. Uh, watch list. I've got Son Hyung Min on there. Jansen for Brentford. Again, I still really like him. King for Watford and Huang for Wolves. What about yourself? Nice selection. Uh, yeah, I've removed three players based on form more than anything. Uh, Duffy, Brighton, Sam Maximan, Newcastle and Saar Watford. Um, you know, they could have a couple of great weeks and make their way straight back on, but I've removed them for now. Uh, like you, I added Ramsdale for exactly the same reasons. I saw, I saw you actually added him first, and I, I kind of copied you, to be brutally honest, but I did I, you. I did watch that game. It was good. Um, and I've also chucked on, I don't know if you know of him, a guy called Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, he used to play for uh, Juventus. Yeah, one of those Italian teams. Um, he... You know, he's probably one of the only Manchester United players who's really doing well at the moment and he rescued them in Europe again this week. Um, so I'm just going to keep my eye on him. He's not cheap by any stretch. Um, but if United can pick up their form, he, you know, without other big options up front, might be someone I look towards at some point. I'm not sure quite exactly how I'd work him into the team, but he's on the watch list nevertheless. Uh, people still on there. Vardy, uh, Bruno Fernandes, Edouard, Saka, Jimenez, uh, James, Reese James, Mount and Foden. Um, again, not probably desperate to bring any of them in. Um, 
I do find myself wondering if I should double up somehow with the Chelsea defenders and go for Chilwell and James, but I'm um, not too concerned at the moment. So yeah, just just happy to watch. There's no one I'm absolutely gagging to get in. I think it's probably the first time this season, all season, where we've only had one player on each of our watch lists the same, and that's Reese James for Chelsea. So mm. if that's any indication of how good he's playing at the moment and and yeah. you know, the 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 FOMO that we're probably both feeling about not having him and seeing him scoring a lot of points for their FPL managers. It might yep. be an indication that one of us or both of us just need to act on that. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I tend to try not to have two defenders from the same team, but Chelsea are in pretty hot form, so you could do yeah. worse. Well, I've got two defenders from Man City. Yeah. Um, do I? You did. Uh, didn't you just get rid of Laporte? But you I did do. did, didn't you I? You did have to. That was a really well-timed transfer. Again, yeah. the fact that he got a red card. Um, no, I don't have two defenders from one team not, anymore. Not anymore. I do apologise. Um, uh, apology accepted. But I certainly would consider it for uh, Chelsea defence. How many? I think they've only uh, conceded about four goals all season or it's three goals. Many, or some, some ridiculous amount of goals. It's It's very little. All right. Well, that's the watch list update done. So we'll take a quick break now and we'll come back and uh, preview the Game Week 11 fixtures. Bench boss, boys. Game Week 11 kicks off with Southampton at home to Aston Villa. Um, literally the only FPL injury news is that Danny Ings is 75% to play with a muscle injury. Uh, well, I think Broya as well. Uh, and, and I know you probably think he's probably not FPL, but he went onto a lot of people's radar, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago with the performance he put in. I heard people, I, I, I did, in fairness, hear a couple of people talking about him. I tend to only really talk about injury uh, news for people who've been selected by, say, at least 4 or 5% of uh, the FPL players, and he hadn't been when I checked earlier. You know what? I didn't know that there was any Criteria. method to your madness, yeah. so congratulations. Thank you. Um, as far as template goes, this game for me is all about Libramento. Um, I'm actually literally really He's, he's the standout for Southampton, isn't he? Yeah, year? and and I I actually wrote this down. Uh, it It's going to depend on how many points he gets as to how pissed off I'll be because he's <laughs> consistently the first sub I have on my mm. bench. Last week it worked out for me. I got his six points. Maybe for our own mental health, we need to deliberately make sure that all our subs are terrible or never going to get a game. That's what Brownhill's there for. He's yeah. there for that solid two points he keeps ticking over at his Need price four point. Brownhills. Um, yeah, I think uh, Ollie Watkins being on the score sheet last week, that's two two goals now in four games for Ollie Watkins. And yeah. the reason I, I mentioned that is because he was an FPL favourite last season. He was, yeah. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to kind of keep an eye on, on, on how he goes. But Aston Villa's uh, f- uh, form fixtures, uh, a form fixtures, is that the right word? No, it's not. Their good run of fixtures don't really start to happen until about game week 24. They've got about five or five or six greens in it's a row. It's a bit of a wait. It's a bit of a wait. But uh, in saying that, if if he does start to start to bang in a couple in the next couple of weeks, there's only really two or three difficult fixtures smattered in between now mm. and those game week 24 fixtures. So I'm talking about your Man Cities, your Chelsea's and your Liverpool. So, mm. you know, he could be worth a punt. I feel the same way about Callum Wilson, but uh, we can talk about Newcastle in a bit. Um Southampton Villa should be a pretty even game, I reckon. Like at the start of the season, yeah, I that, said Villa were the stronger team, but their form's been patchy. Yeah, I mean, this is a really difficult one for me as as a gambling man, and you know I'm a gambling. I, I love do know gambling. This. I just Gamble love responsibly, so much. 
I got a story actually. To, I'll tell you right now. Okay. This is a podcast. We can we can have uh, yeah, occasional stories. Yeah. I'm just going to pour this wine while I tell the story. Is it a podcast if no one's listening? If any, well, I mean, if anyone is listening, <laughs> sorry. But yesterday was the Melbourne Cup, um, which in Australia is they call it the race that stops the nation. Uh, the vegans call it something completely different. Um, I'm not really opposed to that one over there. I'm not really opposed to horse racing. I think it's a, one of those ancient traditions that you know we should probably keep until like bullfighting. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, one of one of our colleagues. Well, I won't name names. M. Walter. Now that's too obvious. Murray. W. Okay. Uh, told me to bet on this particular horse. Said it was an absolute sure thing. Basically sold my house, bet on it, came second. Oh, you should have So I com- I've I've submitted a HR complaint against him. Um, still waiting to hear back from that. Um, <laughs> but if I was a betting man, which I am, um, yep, yep, I will yep. most certainly put my money on this being a draw. Yeah, which yep. is a great way to start my typical weekly multi because it does mean Aston Villa will win this game one nil. I'm not I'm not really a gambling man myself, but. If you carry on like this, we're going to need to get one of those... Uh, Joint sports bet accounts? No, sponsorship from a gambling company. Um, all right, Manchester United at home to Man City. Wow. That's a big game. Why? Why? It's the Manchester derby. Never heard of it. Okay. Uh, Manchester United uh, in very strange form. Uh, Ollie's job is probably on the line. Uh, City coming off the back of a shit result, of course, but we'll be looking to put the boot mm. in. Uh, United won their last fixture, I'm pretty sure. In this game? Oh, in general? In general. Don't make me check. You're making me check. It's so hard to remember because all of these fixtures happened so very long ago. They beat um, Spurs 3-0 away, so that was a good result. For yeah, and, and Ronaldo was the only striker in the entire game last week to hit double digits, so yeah. probably why you ended up back on your watch list. Um, but... I don't know. He's a very expensive player to bring in for a fixture like this, so I, I you know, I wouldn't yeah. risk it. But if I was a betting man, which we just discussed at yeah, length, we've, I am. We know you are. City, I think, um, is going to win this one. Um, Pogba suspended till twenty eighth of November, and uh, obviously we've already talked about Imeric Laporte, and he's out until twenty first of November. Um, other than that, oh, teams so are at full strength. Why is there such a huge difference between their suspensions? Seems a bit racist. <laughs> Could well be. Um, yeah, big game that I, I can't even call it, to be honest. I think, obviously, City are the better team on paper, um, but they're not going to play it on paper. They're going to play it on uh, grass. Um, Brentford at home to Norwich. Now, your notes here, Tony and Mbremo. Now, um, they're just my notes in total say, get on them, Norwich suck. Yeah, Norwich, uh, two points they've scored so far this season. No wins yet. Um Raya for Brentford isn't back till 19th of March. We talked about it the other week, didn't we? Just in time for my sister, little sister's birthday. Um, Happy birthday. Uh, what's his face? The fellow that consistently sends us questions. FPL teacher. Yeah. FPL Senate slash FPL teacher. He's got yep. two FPL names. Um, he was on the Raya bandwagon a couple of weeks ago. I think got- he'll probably be off it about now. Yeah. Uh, it sucks when you've put all your eggs in one goalkeeper basket and that goalkeeper then goes and fucks his knee um, because, yeah, that's not a transfer that many people want to make. Yeah. I'm in a good position this week um, in that, you know, my team's looking pretty good. So if I had to transfer out a goalkeeper, again, I've just put Ramsdale on my watch list, I would do that. But doing a goalkeeper transfer is always one of those frustrating transfers because you, you feel like 
you really get a should be a, yeah it should be a set and forget position so it last like a year waste of a transfer last year maybe was a little bit different when everyone started realizing that Emmy Martinez was playing the season of his of his life yeah. um but this season there aren't really many players like that my problem is i have tony in my squad and i'm contemplating and we'll get to this later when we talk about exactly what we're going to do but i'm in a kind of weird situation where i'm like if i've got tony and I wouldn't start him in my team when they're playing Norwich, when would I? We've talked about Tony all season as being a keep him for the entirety of the season. Well, I'll keep my powder dry on that one, and I'll explain later. You know, you can try and talk me into getting him into the team. I'll explain why I'm a bit stuck. Um, But Brent, you'd expect Brentford to beat Norwich. Um, Chelsea at home to Burnley. Don't have a great deal to say about Burnley. Uh, Mason Mount, 75% illness. Kovacic expected back 20th of November, hamstring. Lukaku back 20th of November, ankle. Those are the only injury worries, FPL-wise, we need to worry about. Um, you would still take Chelsea for a handsome win in this game, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Is Werner back now? Is he not injured anymore? Don't talk about players who aren't selected by more than at least 4%. Timo Werner? Yeah. Really? Well, I'll check. You keep talking. Surely he's uh, not a differential. Or maybe there's some bias here because I have decided he's a donkey. Maybe it's that. Right. What do you um, reckon? The, the, the... Have a guess then. Have a guess. Are you looking at his ownership now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going 4. to. 4.9%. No, actually, no. No, I reckon you've been a donkey about this. I reckon his ownership is 7.6%. 1.4. But he does have a hamstring injury and he's not back till 20th of November. Goodness so me. that could have been higher previously. So anyway, long story short, he's injured and no one owns him. And he's a donkey. Um, Chelsea have had two of their players as kings of the game weeks for the last two weeks. Reese James and more recently, Reese James. And prior to that, it was... Chilwell. Mount. Mount? Yes. Oh, He got a hat-trick. Yeah. yeah, he did. I remember things and stuff. I'm, I'm wondering, actually, when they might just start. You know what? They could bring Azpilicueta and Alonso back into the team and then just chuck Chilwell and Reese James up front. A f- oh, fuck, yeah. Partnership. Sure, I've been playing as a number 10. So, <laughs> and he's been playing well, so why not? Um, I don't know. Chelsea just seem to be having a next level season right about now, just yeah. particularly defensively. I, I feel like Tuchel's really just kicked in now. Yeah. Like he's found absolutely. his rhythm. That, that's a great Chelsea side. Mm. Um, Another uh, FPL favourite last season at the very start of the season was Jorginho. Mm. And uh, he scored quite well on the week. I think he snuck into the king of the game week. Yeah. Uh, the squad for the week. Um, is he on pens, Jorginho? He'd have to be, wouldn't he? You'd think. With, if he's playing, he's got to be. With Rom, Romelu Lukaku out, yeah. I can't really think of anyone else who would take them ahead of Jorginho. I think he's kind of stopped his stutter start <laughs> run-up that he does for his pens as well. I think he's kind of probably, people might have figured him out. Yeah, maybe. Um, Crystal Palace at home to Wolves. That should be a good game. I'm enjoying Wolves at the moment. Um, obviously, Jimenez got a goal at the weekend and we've been talking the last couple of weeks about him heating up him in is yeah him in is and uh he's there isn't he he's he's kicking in so it's actually i think they played him in his up front and huang behind him yeah i um i don't know any players from either of these two teams but they're all players that have at least sat on my watch list at least once and i think Jimenez is a player that i'm really looking at right now because yeah. i'm thinking uh a couple of weeks in advance about how I get some more money into my midfield for maybe a certain Spurs player. Yeah, we'll, well he's, um, I mean, depending on where you're trying to save money, he's also potentially a good switch out if you 
have Antonio and let's say Antonio's not doing very well. Um, I can forgive Antonio not doing well. I'm, I mean, they're playing Liverpool this week, West Ham. So yeah. he, he's in my thoughts in terms of being a pot- potential benched player. But Force Antonio just scored last weekend. So, you know, I think he's, mm. he's still one of the highest scoring strikers it's in true. the game. It's just trying to give an example. Um, but I don't know any of these players. I've I think got, if I've I did... I've got Gallagher. I actually... This is... I did... F- I did talk about this earlier. I don't know how many people said to me this week, I wish I didn't bench Gallagher. At least a couple of people in my other FPL leagues, people on Twitter. It's an obvious thing to say in hindsight though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I my only thoughts, my only words to those people, and I've said it consistently, I said it to yourself, is is don't worry about the fact that you benched Gallagher against Man City because nine times out of ten, they beat Crystal Palace. It will be... Uh- Discussed it in a bit more detail in our mailbag later. Oh, God. I keep doing that, didn't I? Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion versus Newcastle. You got it done as your your match of the week. Looking for a Sanchez clean sheet. Ditto. Um, I'll be keeping an eye on uh, Callum Wilson and Alan St. Maximan. You just took him out of your uh, watch list. Why would you keep an eye on him? Well, well, why wouldn't you? Because maybe he scores a couple of goals and he gets back on the watch list. Your watch list Mm. is people you keep an eye on. Okay, now you're saying I'm you're watching gonna, everything. But, what, but now you're saying, no, you've just said to me, you're going to keep an eye on Alan St. Maximum, implying you're going to watch him, ipso facto, expecto, patronum, he should be on your watch list. But you've just no, removed him. He's trying to, you earn, his, no, he's trying to earn his you way back on the watch list. You cannot watch him in tip, this game. I'm, I'm about to tip the table. You you're telling me I'm not allowed Callum to watch Wilson. football? I'm not allowed to watch the football? You can watch the football, but do not watch Alan St. Maximum. He's off your watch list. So when someone goes, oh, he's on the ball, I've got to quickly avert my eyes. Yeah, please do. No, that's not how watch lists work. Um, well, agree to disagree. Okay. I agree that you're wrong. Um, some team called Arsenal are playing at home to Watford. Which Arsenal are going to turn up? The Arsenal that's on fire right now. Yeah. Um, they're playing really well. Uh, Emile Smith-Rowe's playing... Incredibly. We've got a mailbag uh, question about Aubameyang later, by the way. Oh, cool. Oh, mead brew. Uh, Sucker is kind of moving down the FPL pecking order from my perspective. I, I really like him as a player and as a as a person. I think he's a great, great guy. Um, mm-hmm. We get along really well. <laughs> uh, but ESR is just hard to ignore the form that he's in. He's getting better and better, isn't he? Though, yeah, and he, and he just seems to always be in the right spot at the right time. And Ismail Saar as well. I mentioned earlier, he's only returned seven points in the last four matches. Um, and he does that thing that Tony does quite well, which is consistently be the most dangerous player on the pitch. And he's just everywhere, all over the ball. And maybe that's wearing him out a bit. And maybe that's why his form's dipped a little I bit. I thought you were going to finish that sentence with, who doesn't score any FPL points? Um, well, yeah. My chair's really... I thought that was your back. No, it's not. Um, Tierney, 75% ankle, by the way. Well, I'm just looking at this next fixture and it's Everton Tottenham. Let's just get to that now. I have more words in this box than any other. And I don't have a single player from this fixture. Let me just read them verbatim. Conte might actually be the manager. Yes. No, 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 no. He's been announced as being the manager. Verbally agreed. Has not signed a contract. Oh, okay. So he can't sit in the dugout. I and- saw him posing with a shirt and stuff. I don't know if that means he signed. You can buy them anywhere. He went to the club. Maybe, shop. maybe he has. I don't know. I did hear a rumor that he wasn't signing until, until next Tuesday, which meant See many would, probably would have mixed, missed this game because that's a really quick so turnaround. He, he might not be in the dugout for this game. Is the he, point that that's it? Yeah, and a lot of FPL players are really excited at the thought um, of Spurs reverting to five at the back. You know, three. Mate, the back. you know the problem that this is going to give us FPL wise. Nice problem to have in a way. It could be the resurgence of Harry Kane. Remember him? Could be the resurgence of Harry Kane. Reggion 
could become an yeah. actual FPL asset again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I did read a great thread on Twitter, and I tried so hard to find it so I c- could credit the person that wrote it. And I, I'm really sorry. Chances of them listening is very, very, very low. Someone's at home just like clenched um, fists. Regarding bastards. Conte's last two seasons at Inter and the amount of goals that were scored between the fullbacks and the strikers, and it was something like 99 goal contributions between four players, um, including two wingbacks, um, in two seasons, which is kind of incredible. Um, but that go. included, obviously, Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. Okay. And, and I heard, I can't even remember who the players are now, but I think he's looking to sign centre midfielder to shore up there. So that tells me that potentially he's happy with who he's got in the uh, wing-back or full-back positions. Um, Everton. I know some of their players played okay at the weekend, um, but they lost. They did. Um, was that to Wolves? It's up. Their form is so up and down, up and yeah, down. Yeah, Everton are a mid-table team. They're it's annoying the shit out of me because on paper I th- feel like their squad's awesome. Like it's pretty decent. You know what? It, you know what it is, and and this is, I don't think this is an original thought, but I reckon at least you have to look at Everton and go. I would say at least six points, maybe maybe five, five or six points. They'd be better off if DCL had never got injured. I was just about to say, are they just really badly missing DCL? Yeah. Because Richarlison's great, but better with DCL. Yeah, and he can't do it all on his own. No, exactly. Hamas Rodriguez took his fat and healthy arse He's over no Brewster. to Middle East. <laughs> Ryan Brewster. Ryan Brewster. Um, yeah, so I've got Tottenham win on this one. Uh, I do have Son in my team, so it'd be nice if he got some points. Um Penultimate game of the game week is Leeds. You love at home. saying penultimate. Yeah, yeah. Is it because you just learned it recently? Uh, if by recent you mean about 30 years ago, yes. Um, Leeds at home to Leicester. Leeds beat Norwich. You've Ooh. taken out my notes about Bamford. Is it because he's not owned by more than 5%? Yeah, but you know what happens? If someone's out injured for a long time, enough people have eventually transferred them out that their ownership dips below. No, I, 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 I get that, but. Or, or I think... You want to talk about Bamford, do you? No, I, I want to talk about Rafinha being the only FPL asset worth owning at Leeds. Well, Ailing is also injured. That's that's what I mean. So Ailing, yeah. Bamford, even Melier, mm. probably not so much at the moment. Last season, Melier was a good shout. This season, you can almost guarantee that Leeds will concede. Yeah, and that's why I think Jamie Vardy might actually be an absolute pick for this game he's my vice captain just yeah. spoiler if you've alert. got a half decent striker playing against Leeds home or away you should probably feel confident that they'll score I might I might um, I might leave the armband uh, the vice captain's armband on, on Vardy but I, I completely agree with you I think he's definitely going to be um, dangerous against Leeds but I, I I think Rafinha proved it again last weekend he's so he's, he's almost you know I hate to say it as a Leeds fan He's, at the moment, going how, by the quality of the players around him and how Leeds are playing, I hate to say it, he's too good for Leeds, isn't he? To be honest, he'd be probably too good for a lot of Premier League sides. I think so. I think he's the kind of player that that would play in one of the top six clubs. No, what will make you fucking sick is he'll end up on the bench at Real Madrid or something stupid, never get in a game. Yeah. I mean, you could find him being signed by a team like Man City and, again on the bench or just like Jack Grealish and we have to talk about this at some point but Jack Grealish should not have signed for Man City he's getting the minutes but he's just not 
playing in the same way. He's just not being as effective. It's such a weird position to be in as a professional football player, I imagine, because I'm not one. Um, you want to be playing week in, week out, don't you? I mean, well, Grealish, Grealish is playing week in, week out, but he's just. He's a $10 million signing that's not making a $10 uh, $100 million signing. Yeah, a few, few more. $100 million pound signing that's not making a $100 million pound impact. Um, Man City don't really care about that, do they? It's just throwing money around. But I feel more like a good example is Chilwell last season. Tuchel comes along. Chilwell's had the first half of the season, season of his life. Tuchel decides, tactically, I prefer Alonso. Apparently, he's better at heading. And Chilwell, who's been one of the best FPL assets for the first half of the season, barely gets any minutes for the rest of the season. Make you pig sick, wouldn't it? Mm. But, I mean, Chilwell couldn't have known that was going to happen. He probably thought his position was safe. But yeah, these teams, good well, he's, teams he's, have he's deep earned, squads. He's earned his... Well, he's back now, isn't he? He's earned his position back. Yeah, Chilwell has. Good on him. But yeah, I just it, it's such an awkward one to have these great players in these huge squads. and not always- But then I mean, like, Rafinha could be to Leeds what Zaha is to Crystal Palace. What Kane is to Tottenham. Uh, a bit different. Tottenham are a good side. They're, they're, they are. They, uh, you know, they're. They've got Son as well. Yeah, they're a top six side. Son's a bit better than Jack Harrison. Slightly. <laughs> only slightly. His haircut's not as cool. Mm. It's thick though. It's luscious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're waxing lyrical essentially about Rafinha. If you don't yes, have that him, was the point. That, that was the takeaway. Uh, Rafinha, only Leeds player worth having at the moment. Hopefully Bamford comes back uh, and, and does if well. If Bamford and Ayling come back, they're a different side. Well, and, and, and Calvin Phillips has just come back. And, and hang on. Also, if you are looking for a differential, keep an eye on Rodrigo. He scored at the weekend. He's been playing up front and he seems to be settling into that position. And it's mainly because Bamford's out. Bamford's out. So, but I mean... I mean, I'm not saying Kelvin Phillips is a good FPL pick. I'm actually saying the opposite of that. He's, he's a dickhead. He's a dickhead pick. Don't pick him unless you're a dickhead. But Kelvin Phillips will change the way that that engine runs. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a probably almost a better point to go. Don't bring in a Leeds asset if Calvin Phillips isn't in the team, unless it's Rafinha, because as a team, they perform much better when he's there. He's just not directly FPL related. And that's all we've got to say about that. Yeah, he's the Declan Rice of Leeds. Yeah, and Declan Rice actually did bag some points last weekend. And speaking of West Ham, they are in the final game of the game week, ultimate game. It's a huge game, this game. West Ham versus Liverpool. Yeah, that's massive. It's it's a massive game because uh, West Ham just came off the back of of a good game and Liverpool just came off the back of a frustrating game. Yeah, West Ham pumped Villa 4-1 away and uh, Liverpool 2-0, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, with Brighton. So we knew Brighton were good defensively, but they still shipped two goals. But the thing is, is they Klopp, got two Klopp goals described back. that as feeling like a loss, and I, I kind of understand. Oh, 100%. 100%. But uh, Salah captain pick seems quite obvious this week, by the way. Yeah, and it's the good thing about that is that it's not the early game. You know, you get to wait. <laughs> and I talked about this. I think game week nine was the last time it happened where Liverpool were playing United at home, and I had something like 36 points or something like that. And it was just a horrible game week going into that last fixture. And then Salah, as my captain, picks up more than half of my points. Could it work? Actually, no, and I had Trent as well. So Could it work potentially the other way around as well? Like if there was a game earlier in, earlier in the week, game week, where you were like, I could have gone for him as captain and you didn't. You went for someone in the final game. And then that person who could have gone got, gets a hat-trick and now you've got to wait till the end of the game week to hope. That happened in game week one. Yeah. Oh, Bruno Fernandes? Bruno Fernandes 
You decided I, I not had to. both Bruno and Salah. I didn't have any. I didn't have any premium forwards. Or I've got Jamie Vardy now, so I didn't have any premium forwards. I had both Fernandez and Salah. I watched Fernandez tear it up, Destroy get a hat trick, and I thought, "Oh God, I've picked Salah, the nonce." And then he goes off and does the same. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that does happen. But sometimes, you know, you are redeemed. You know, you just called Salah a paedophile, right? Nonce. Mm. Is that what that means? Yeah. Really? Yeah, British slang for paedophile. Well, I, I apologise. I bench I, boost boys do not think that Mohamed Salah is a paedophile. Definitely not. I think he is a god among mere mortals. And there we go. And that wraps up the Game Week 11 fixtures. So a uh, quick break for us, and then we'll come back and talk about our plans for Game Week 11. And uh, remember to stick around for the mailbag after that. Bench boss, boys. Okay, Game Week 11. What you gonna do? Took a four-point hit last week. It hurt my feelings it hurt my rank it destroyed my head-to-head matchup in one of my other leagues so, so i'm gonna roll the transfer minus, oh roll roll the transfer maybe that gives me a plus four in my next head-to-head i thought, it won't. I thought you were gonna go for minus 12 there. um rolling my transfer I, I like i said i've got some i've got some pretty good players and I, i'm not super fast sorry just to say quick the role in the transfer, is it because you can and you take comfort from the fact that you didn't need it this week and then you've got two potentially next week or and i'll take a breath are you aiming towards something uh, uh, so basically, I, I do have plans to try and bring in Son Heung-min for the Tottenham fixtures switching. Mm-hmm. And it is going to take at least two moves, but one of those moves involves downgrading Vardy. So there's no point in downgrading Vardy for this week to then just do one transfer next week for Son in. I might as well retain Vardy for this game week, considering they're playing leads. Yep, sound. Uh, and then... Transfer Vardy out next week. So that's my existing plan is to, to roll the transfer. Captaining Salah, playing a four four two. So I'll have Sanchez in goal against Newcastle. Not un, not unhappy about that. Uh, back four of, of Chilwell, Cancelo, Alexander-Arnold, and Ben White. Arsenal are playing Watford. I'm going to leave Livermento on the bench. I'm going to regret it, as I do every single week. Uh, Captaining Salah, as I said, in the midfield, I'll also have Foden, Rafinha, and Mbwemo. Again, Brentford are playing Norwich, so I'm really confident and comfortable having Mbwemo starting in my lineup there. And my front two, uh, Vardy and Tony. Tony again playing Norwich, Vardy playing Leeds. Vice-captaincy on Vardy. Now, that means... huh? Could be good, that. Could get some big points for your strikers this week. Hopefully. Um, But... I've been averaging around two points per striker for the entire season, so I'm not not expecting too much. But I have left Antonio on the bench in my second sub position. They're playing Liverpool. That's West Ham playing Liverpool. And it makes me a little bit nervous to do this. Brighton scored two against Liverpool. Brighton did score two against Liverpool. There are other... Brentford scored three against Liverpool just six, four weeks ago. So So you're banking really on Tony putting Norwich to the sword here. I absolutely am. I'm banking on Tony and Mbwemo doing them over don't want to bank I don't want to blank uh, I don't want to bank I don't want to bench Rafinha because again he's consistently their strongest player I don't want to bench Foden against Man United because I can see City doing Man United over completely uh you know, potentially Ben White against Watford because Arsenal are the kind of team that let me down quite regularly but I don't know I feel like I'm fielding my strongest 11 right now okay but that's me. Captain's me. armband. Salah. Salah. Of right. course. He's set and forget now. Fuck it. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling it now. I'm never taking it off him. Uh, except when he goes and plays in AFCON. Yeah. Um, the African Cup of Nations. 
Will you I actually will... transfer him out at that time? Uh, he's, 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 he's touted to be away for three weeks. So what I will do is I will keep him and I will put the captain's armband on him because he's that good. Um, <laughs> but it's really where my vice captain's armband lands during that, that three-week period there. Uh, no, look, honestly, I don't know that I want to transfer him out over that period. We'll probably have to talk about this the closer it gets there. But it's one of those things, isn't it? Because I know I'm going to have him when he's back. Do I want to transfer him out when he goes or do I want to just have a strong bench? Because a lot of people will and then I imagine that his price, he'll get a price drop. I don't know if that will affect you in the long run. Probably not. Oh, financially, maybe, but I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I've got nine 900k in the bank okay. right now, just nice. shy of a million. So nice. I don't know what that looks like after transferring Vardy out and bringing Son in. I still haven't figured out who in my midfield gets cut. Potentially, you know, hopefully Brownhill, but then that gives me a very strong bench. So welcome to my world. Hopefully, someone like Foden or Rafinha cops a, a leg break or something like that, so it makes the decision for me. Don't say that. <laughs> Sorry. When is Afcon? By the way, do you know the game weeks that it, it kind of overlaps on? No. Oh, don't you wish we were a podcast that put the effort into the research? You tell me about your team. I'm going to look up the Africa Cup of Nations and when those dates are. Fantastic. Um. I've already made my transfer. Um, we're recording this Wednesday evening, Australia. Um, Townsend out. Just not really feeling what Everton are, are doing at the moment. Uh, Smith Rowe in, because I am feeling what Smith Rowe is doing. Uh, I'm going to go with a 3 5 2 this week. Armbands on Salah. Now, at the top of the show, I talked about a predicament I'm having with my uh, team. And I mentioned specifically that if you can't play Tony against Norwich, when would you play him? So, as we speak right now, this moment, he is in the first sub position for me. Up front, I've got Jesus and Huang. Now, the problem I have is. I've got three at the back, which is Chilwell, Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo. I'm pretty happy with that, right? Yeah. And three at the back is the bare minimum, so you're not yeah. changing that. It's the it's about the midfield. So I've got Gallagher playing at home against Wolves. Salah, captain's armbands on him. He's playing West Ham. Rafinha playing at home against Leicester. Son away to Everton. And Smith-Rowe at home to Watford. Who makes way... Gallagher. You reckon? I do, and I, I know he stung, he stung you last week playing against City and scoring 13 points, but you have to look at that as being a little bit of a blip. I know he's a great player. Wolves is going to be a much tougher fixture than Man City. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no, but Crystal Palace against Wolves is going to be a tighter game than Norwich versus Brent. Brentford, in my opinion. So if it were you, you would bench Gallagher and put Tony in and have three up front. Absolutely. Or would you get rid of Huang, who's playing against Crystal Palace, away, and bring Tony in? Yeah, that one. Actually, yes, that one. That one. Yeah, take Huang out. So have Jesus. I like and Tony I like Wang. I like Wang as much as the next guy, but I don't think he's going to do anywhere near as well as Tony is. I feel compelled to do that because, as I keep saying, if you can't play Tony against Norwich, who do you play him against? Mm -hmm, I know mm -hmm, it's not mm -hmm. as simple as that because I'm trying to also fit in other players, but they tell me I'm only allowed 11 on the pitch. So, eek, maybe it'll be Huang out for Tony then. Get your Huang out for Tony. And speaking of Wang, and speaking of Salah, speaking of Salah's Wang, um, game week 22 is when FCON... Okay. So it's quite a while away. It is. But 
what really concerned me is that uh, the African Cup of Nations kicks off uh, January 9th. And I thought, oh, that's not too far away because we're in November. Yep. We're in game week 10. There are 12 game weeks between now and January. 12 game weeks in two months. That's an incredible amount of fixtures. That is a very packed December. We need to unpack that at some point on this podcast and maybe talk we'll about. Maybe just get Ben Crowley to do it for us. Yeah, or maybe, yeah. But but I can imagine. I can just imagine right now the the wheels are turning in my head. You are going to need a deep, deep bench for that run of fixtures in Jan, in December, and I'm I'm not exaggerating too when I say uh, there are a lot of game weeks. Game week twenty one kicks off on the first of January. In December, game week twenty is the twenty eighth of December. Game week 19 is the 26th of December. That's two days between game weeks. Game week yeah, 18, usually, 18th of December, six days. It's usually pretty packed around the Boxing Day to me. 15th games. of December, that's three days. Game yeah. week 17. Game week 16, 11th. Yeah. I, I can't keep doing this, Gavin. I'm getting stressed out already thinking about how deep my bench needs to be. Let's move on to the mailbag. Okay, so that's what well, we was your armband on? Was it on Salah? Uh, yeah, it's on Salah. Um, seems like the obvious pick for me this week. Uh, all right, so that is what we will do, or may do, or something like what we may do. So, are you going to commit to commit to benching Wang? Probably. I think you should. Yeah, probably. Like you said, it just feels like a matter of principle. Like, if I'm not going to play Tony, like I'll never forgive myself. I'd probably find it easier to have benched Wang. And then him score and Tony to blank than I would if Huang blanked and I had Tony on the bench and he scored a goal or two. I beat myself up more for that, I think. And just think back, I think it was about four weeks ago, you and Ben must have been sleeping soundly. Maybe Nick too. In the Bench Boost Boys WhatsApp chat, I was just messaging saying, are you boys watching this? Tony is tearing this team apart. He scored something like three goals, two of them disallowed. <laughs> However, he was playing off his chops. He's capable of doing that. Imagine what he's going to do to Norwich. It'll be like a hot knife through butter. Yeah. I think that's a good moment to end that on. All right, final break, and then we'll do the mailbag. Mailbag time. Not for the first time this season. At FPL underscore Senate, also known as FPL Teacher. Also known as the most selfish person on the internet has sent us a whole gaggle of questions. This week, I feel like every week they get more and more complicated. So this week it's like a question that sprawls into a three-parter. So I'll approach it as logically as I can. Um, What he's asking is... This is like an IVR. Like you've got your top question, which breaks down into three questions. Yeah. All right. We could be here for like an hour. Please press one. <laughs> Do you embrace or try to eliminate your biases? Now, specifically, we'll break this down. He's got three sections. How do you deal with confirmation bias? The example he gives is trusting XG that supports players you're, you own. So I guess it, what he's really saying there is um, players that you've owned are performing well and therefore you feel vindicated in your decisions. Well, <clears throat> I, I read this as XG is you know, expected goals. Right. Um, Also, he's saying like maybe you stick with them because they look like they're going to do stuff rather than are doing stuff. Exactly. And and, and XG is is about when you are in front of the goal. It's expected uh, goals. You're expected to score. Yeah. So if your XG is 
is one and you're scoring one goal a game, that's that's you're, you're meeting it. If your XG is is 0.6 and you're scoring three goals a game, you're killing it. Um, if your XG is 1.6 and you're scoring half of one goal, you're not killing it. And and I've heard, I've heard uh, a lot of people talk about this. Well, hang on, isn't this Tony for you? Really? Yeah, yeah. So you need to look. You need. It's the eye test. So it's you need to actually watch the replays. You need to watch the games. I and feel say, like we we've talked about this a few times, but I think we particularly talked about it in last week's uh, episode that wasn't where we do talk about this. Um, exactly the point you were just on. Watch games. At least watch highlights because you can start to notice the diamonds in the rough who uh, look the, like they're minutes away from actually starting to put points on the board. The other thing is is that this XG, the way that they re, the way that they measure it doesn't take into consideration things like bobbles and the ball bouncing up just as Matt, Matt Whelan talked about this at the very very first show of this season of our podcast. Um, you know, you you have to watch the games because you sometimes you do not see things. You don't see a tug on a shirt that gets missed by the referees and mm. the linesmen and that counts as that should have been a goal scored and it was missed. Therefore, your XG goes down, blah, 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 blah. How do I deal with confirmation bias? How do I deal with trusting XG, XA, all that sort of stuff? I don't pay attention to it. I don't. I flat out don't. And I'm not a good enough... Uh, FPL manager, I don't have enough time to put the research in. I don't have enough time to start doing Twitter threads. I don't have enough time to do any of that yeah. sort of stuff. But when I see a good thread, my confirmation bias comes from people on FPL Twitter that know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I don't count myself as one of those I, With regards to confirmation bias, I'm probably the polar opposite to the example you gave because I probably rely far... Even though I do watch the highlights, I promise. Um I probably rely almost too much on actually what FPL points are on the board. Like if there's a particular player, I'm like, oh shit, like he had three marginal offsides, he hit the post four times. That will register for me and they'll be at least on my watch list. But really what I care about is FPL points and their form and things like that in FPL. That sounds like a recency bias. Well... So that's the next one. Recency bias. Uh, last game week influences your decision most. I use recency bias for your watch list. Yes, I can. I can see that. If someone on the podcast, well, when what I tend to do is when we're prepping for the show and I look at who's on the watch list currently and who I'm thinking about, who do I want to remove? I'll look them up and I'll look their stats up on FPL and I'll check their form. If their form has dropped below, say three points. And which is over what the last twenty eight days I think that form is calculated or thirty days or something. Um, often I'll turf them out unless I've got some compulsion to think, oh, but I think they're going to come good still. So I use recency bias for that. Um, I try not to use recency bias as a decision to bring a player into my team. Sometimes I do do it to turf them out. I guess I did it with did Firmino. You? Firmino, I brought him in because he had that fantastic game week. Um, and then the game week I did. Have I don't him think in. that I don't think from from memory from our discussions. I don't think you were too fussed about bringing him in because you didn't really have any other transfer plans in mind. So for you, it wasn't like a oh I've I haven't made this transfer because of Firmino's performance in this last game. You didn't have anything else to do. You had an option and an opportunity to bring him in, and you took it, and it didn't work out. But you moved him straight out for for uh, Jesus because there was again nothing pressing in your team that made you need to want to keep him. I still think, arguably, that is a strong argument to suggest that I did use recency bias. Um, 
Yeah, maybe, but How he about, also, Firmino was in good form. He was. Recent. What, what about you? Recency bias affect you much? Not really, and I think um, it, it doesn't. And I think if you looked back at a lot of the transfers that I have made, you'd probably um, see that. It feels a little bit silly saying that last week, considering I bought Foden in, but I think that was more regrets around uh, my my wild card. When I played my wild card, I put in Grealish, and mm. the reason I did that was because at that particular point, Foden hadn't played all that many minutes, and I wanted to make sure that he was a bit more nailed before I yeah. put him in. Yeah, and Grealish was nailed, and I don't regret it. I mean, I do because in, in hindsight, you do, but Foden, the time it felt like the right yeah. thing, right? But. But recency bias, if I had genuine recency bias, I wouldn't have transferred out Grealish for Foden. I would have bought in Mason Mount. What what I would say is you can tell by looking at the homepage of FPL when it shows you the most transferred in and transferred out players of a game week. As a whole, so very generally speaking, FPL players are massively affected by recency bias. All the FPL top managers, yeah. Yeah, all the top all the top transfers in of any given game week, it's always the players who performed well in the week before. So recency bias is a very strong thing within FPL. Oh, 100%. Overall. I, I agree. The reason why I say it doesn't affect me so much is because I, I'm a planner. So mm. I play much. Again, the reason I'm rolling my transfer this week is because I'm looking at Son. Yeah. And I know he's one of the most transferred in players at the moment, but I'm not thinking about transferring in Son because of his performances of late and his performances at the start of the season. I'm looking at the fixtures, the fixtures coming up, yeah. the fact that Conte is coming in as a manager. All right, last one then. How do you deal with hindsight bias? Uh, example given, Salah Hall predictable only after it happens. I can answer this one real quick. Doesn't affect me at all. In fact, we talked about this a lot at the start of the season. That one big bit of advice we had for managers was don't get caught up by that because you're just beating yourself up, making yourself miserable. And a really good example was this week. Gallagher was on the fourth spot on my bench because he was playing Man City away. And then he got 13 points. And you joked, like we said earlier in the show, oh, I should have known that Crystal Palace were going to turn over City away. Wouldn't have known that. I, I could have, without the power of hindsight, I'd have made that decision 100 times out of 100 times. And, and, and that's why I said this is a bit of a personal question. And I didn't mean it in the sense that, again... Stop asking about the size of my conk. Um, this is a personal question because it's really difficult. I th- I'm just going to take this question as FPL teacher is asking me, yep. how do you deal with hindsight bias? I'm the same. I look at FPL as a marathon, not a sprint. I don't look at it and go, I have time to regret that decision. I look at it as I have a system. I make these choices. I have a plan in mm. place. And it's not a plan that I've put together week each week. FPL is not designed to have a, a, a week-by-week plan. It's designed to have a team that you build at the start, and if it goes horribly wrong, you get a couple of wild cards, free hit if, you, if you're really in trouble. But you have to have faith in the way that you play the game. And yeah. FPL uh, obsessed, Matt Whelan will, will say this in his, in his book, do not get too upset about a bad game week do not get too upset about a bad season look at it as an opportunity to learn but again the reason i say it's a personal question is because there are some people that take fpl so seriously that it starts to affect their mental health and obviously you don't want that to happen yeah fpl journalist talks a lot about that in the past about how sometimes you just need to go and take a few days off away from twitter and breathe because it can affect you i think it is healthy to look at what happened 
and just quickly analyse, like I've definitely done it a few times this season with my goalkeeper picks, where I could easily look at only a couple of them and go, oh, do you know what? In hindsight, logically, it probably would have been better to do the other thing. But anything beyond that is unhealthy because it's just beating yourself up. Actually, there is one version of a healthy hindsight bias, and that is Randy Shafter's poems. <laughs> if you, They'll make you, if feel you better. have a horrible game week, you can either hate yourself or you can create poetry. And that's what oh. Randy Shafter does. He has a bad game week. He makes one wrong decision. And instead of celebrating the small wins, he will sit there and he will pick apart that bad decision and he will turn it into something beautiful. And then you can laugh. And then you laugh. I and, and that's the thing. Like He makes people happy with yeah. those things. It's so. obvious to say in hindsight, that not having Gallagher in my team was the wrong thing to do. But without the power of hindsight, I made the absolute correct decision. It just doesn't look that way when you're the, over the other side of it. And now I don't have any control over that. That's the thing. Well, I said to you, benching Gallagher was the right decision. Doesn't matter that he scored 13 points. Yeah, it was still the logical thing to do. So learn from it, but do not beat yourself up. I, if, hope, I hope we've answered that well. We have, well, we've, we've answered it complicatedly, but... It was We've a complicated set of questions. A lot. And again, just one quick reminder, FPL teacher, you're a selfish prick. The next question comes from FPL Canada. We love you. FPL Canada, I finally dumped Lukaku. It's actually more of a small novel. Yep. Settle in. I finally dumped Lukaku and uh, picked up Aubameyang. He'll be my captain versus Watford in game week 11. <laughs> All right. Bear with me. Um, and then dependent on if Harry, and I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about Harry Maguire. No, it's not Harry Kane. Depending on if Harry's uh, banging with Conte as a coach, I'll probably pinch my nose and do the swap after Arsenal play Newcastle in game week 13. He is 0.4 million short at the present, so it is doable. He'll have to make some transfers between now and then is what he's saying. Or yeah. or alternatively, Aubameyang's price will rocket after, after, after a hat-trick at, Nor- uh, at Watford. And then he just finishes it with this question. Thoughts? Thoughts, question mark? Do you know what? Like, if I was dumping Lukaku this week, I, I don't even think I'd... Dumping? Yeah. Oh, oh Lukaku, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even think I'd be considering Aubameyang at all. I'd be thinking Vardy. I'd probably be more likely to even roll the dice on bloody Harry Kane than Aubameyang. Um, but, or I'd be looking at someone a bit cheaper just to bank the money already. Um, so so Aubameyang's 10 million. He's not cheap. No, he's not cheap. But I will say this, and this is where I think he's probably coming from. Aubameyang has scored three goals in the last five games. He's yeah. playing well. Arsenal have picked up recently. They're playing quite well. I think they've, they've got had, Watford at home this week. They've had quite a few wins. Um in the last few games, I think I think they're undefeated in something like what six fixtures now. The last draw came uh, at home to to Crystal Palace. They just beat Leicester. God, Scott, anything sounds good when you present facts. Or no, well, what what you're actually asking here is, do I do the obvious thing, and do I go for someone like Vardy, or do I try something different? Try and claw back a few points in my mini leagues and you know he's shooting for the stars the, the the only issue i have is that in the next 3 game weeks 
Did you just make a funny noise? That was. I think that was your computer. In the next three game weeks, yes, Arsenal play Watford and Newcastle, but they also play Liverpool. That might be the only undoing. Um, but I actually think Arsenal versus Watford and Arsenal versus Newcastle is a good shout. And I just think that he's probably making the right decision here. The only thing that might make him a little bit pissy is if he doesn't get on Kane any sooner than that, if he does start banging immediately. 5.3% ownership on a Bamiyang at the moment, by the way. Um, I mean, he's not a differential, but that's as close to a differential as you can come without being a differential. His form is good, um, especially for a striker. So, you know what? I started this by saying I wouldn't have considered him. You presented me with a hell of a lot of facts, and now I get it. I get it. I'm not sure if I would still go with him, but I get it. Um, Good luck. I think it's... I mean, I'd be interested to... Arsenal's form, you know, they've got... Liverpool after yeah. uh, Watford. But Arsenal's form going into that Liverpool fixture, and, and you have to assume that they're going to beat Watford this weekend, will give them quite a bit of confidence. And like you just said, I'm an idiot for benching Antonio because Liverpool just shipped two goals to Brighton. I would argue that, yes, they might not, it might not be representative on the, on the ladder right now. Arsenal are a better side than Brighton, traditionally. So if anyone's going to score against... Uh, Liverpool, it's probably going to be uh, maybe Aubameyang, potentially ESR. Yeah, and, and Aubameyang's on pens. But what a, I, I'd love to know what the rest of his team looks like because it's one thing picking him, and now, as I say, I've been presented with the facts. I get it, and uh, effectively, it's a bit of a differential uh, and could pay off for this coming game week. But who else is it? Uh, has he not got Salah? Like, put it this way: if you had Aubameyang in your team this week and Salah, who would you be captaining? Aubameyang. Really? No. <laughs> I, I, I would be captaining Salah, but yeah. it really depends because, and this is why I said, it depends on where you're sitting in your mini leagues. If you need to catch up, captaining Salah is not going to get you, get you there. It's a that's a shield. Matt, that, Matt Whelan explained this to us at the start that, of the season. Is that important, like, your mini-leagues this earlier in the season? Like, shouldn't you just be concentrating on the long game? Like, is it important to jump ahead of someone today? I, you, you know, might, I You'll think, get them over time anyway. I think West Ham's a difficult fixture. I think Watford's an easy fixture. It doesn't matter which team you're talking about on, on either end of those two fixtures. West Ham's hard. Watford's easy. Salah's playing like a 10 out of 10 player. Aubameyang at the moment is playing like a 7 out of 10 player. Well, he got he got two points in the last game week. Game week before that, six. The one before that, nine. So, I mean, you know, if he pulls a nine-pointer and you've captained him, it's 18 points, isn't it? It's not too bad. Um, the issue is Salah, Salah's worst performance this year, <laughs> worst performance is three points, which is actually a semi-decent score. <laughs> like, All right, so conversely, Salah, oh my God. Last weekend, he got five points. Weekend before that, 24, 13, 13, 7, 12, 8, 10, 3, 17. Yeah. But again, FPL Canada, I like the balls. Yeah, me too. Do I like what? the balls. On balance, I think this has been a good little chat and I do I do appreciate that. I, I still feel like maybe even if I landed at Aubameyang, I might not captain him. I might still captain Salah personally, but good on you. 
And uh, I'm really eager now to see how that works out. Yeah, you know what? If you captain him and if he outscores Salah next week, Gavin will sing the British National Anthem as part of the podcast. I, I make that promise to someone that won't be here next week, actually, and we should talk about yeah. this with our listener because they're going to be quite upset that I'm not here. We're going to have former... Part-time bench boost boy. Part-time bench boost boy, Ben, filling in for me. I'll be sunning myself on the beaches of Tasmania. Is it sunny there, is it? That's really cold and windy. You don't go to the beaches in Tasmania. You go to the wineries. Uh, that's what I'll be doing. I will look. For, I will listen to the podcast on Thanks. the Thursday. You're the other listener. Um, but that's it from me. Um, Don't forget to um, send us your mailbag questions at BenchBoostBoys on Twitter. BenchBoostBoys.club is the website. Join the mini league if you haven't already. The code again is Q8ZM2S. Uh, Scott, I hope you have a fabulous time in Don't Tasmania. Don't forget to... Drop a like and a subscribe. I don't know if that works on a podcast. Neither do I. Um, We're on all the usual places. I'll see you tomorrow at work. We might even play a game of ping pong tonight, but thank you very much. Best of luck for the game week. Best of luck to our listeners. Best of luck to Dave Paxton. I really hope you turn it around this game week. You didn't have a the best one. You dropped down to about 267th. We both did. Barrist we, we, we have. We both did Paxton this week, and it feels kind of weird. It does, weird. it does feel weird. But that's the thing about FPL. It's up and down. It's a hell of a ride. All right. Next time.